What's up, guys? I'm Marissa. And I'm Jeremiah, and welcome back to Death and Decay. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to our amazing, fantastic, creepy, weird show. Yeah, welcome back, dude. It's August. I know, back to school. Back again. I hated seeing like pencils, pens, you know what I mean? Like all the back to school stuff. Why? Like when you would go to the store with like your mom or somebody, you know, and then like you just start seeing all the back to school stuff when you're a kid. Yeah, I'm like, already? Jeez, I was just watching Shark Week a week ago. <laughs> oh dude i hate it i hate it i know that was the worst but then it was really exciting because you would also buy like new school clothes if you were able to and like display your first day of school outfit the night before do you remember oh yeah and then like whatever you had got prior to school starting when you go school clothes shopping then like you lay out all your clothes on the bed and then you're like okay well which one's my favorite and Pants and shoes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're picking the perfect fit. Yeah, you're picking like the best look that you have and the rest of the year it's shit. Yeah, (laughs) that is so crazy. I haven't really thought about elementary school for the longest time, honestly, but it was always such a big deal. Like the very first day was like you had to look your best. Where did you go school clothes shopping when you were in elementary school? Uh... So, when I was, like, really young, we would go to Walmart because that's all we could afford. Shout out. But then, eventually, we started going to the mall, just random places because it was hard to find, like, uniforms, you know what I mean? Like, Old Navy, stuff like that. What about you? Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, best bang for your buck, right? Walmart was the move. And that was the move for, like, the longest time. I don't think we started going to, like, the mall in Den today (laughs) (laughs) for, like... I want to say like seventh, eighth grade is when we finally started going up there. And we'd even go like to the mall. We went like to Kohl's. Remember when Kohl's was still there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now Kohl's is on the outskirts. Yeah, Yeah. it's gone. Well, it's not gone, but like. Oh, it's not at the mall. It's not at Danta Day anymore. Oh, yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Dude, I go there all the time. I bet you $10 it's not there anymore. I go there all the time. I thought they went out of business there in Santa Fe. No. Huh. No. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> that's how I was like, what? No, because I always buy like business shirts there. Oh. So I know. Best I bang for your card. buck. Actually, they're really expensive. Don't go there. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like $40 for a shirt. Wow. Yeah. And you know what's the other place that's really expensive? Hmm. JCPenney. Are they still in business? Yeah, they are. Yeah. I only go there to go to Sephora. <laughs> Shout out, Sephora. Sponsor Shout us. <laughs> Ulta. So yeah, I would always just get super sad, but we hope you guys have a good school year if you're going back to college. Hopefully you're not younger than college because why are you listening to this? But um, (laughs) yeah, what are you guys going to school for? What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a mechanic. Really? I did, yeah. Why? What made you? Uh, I've always been into cars since I was a little kid and... You know, uh, helping my dad work on the family car and stuff like that. And I was into cars when I was a teenager, like really bad. And then, well, that's what I wanted to be when I was in school. And when I was transitioning into like start taking classes for my automotive degree, 
it just didn't work out that way. I like had one basic left, either one or two basics left. Mm -hmm. And then we're not going to say where, but it rhymes with Dordern. (laughs) (laughs) If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Dude, they just like cut all trades and they cut the automotive program. And I went to my counselor and I had asked her, can I still finish my degree? Like I already claimed it as my major. Just let me finish the degree. And she said, well, have you took any classes in the automotive program? And I told her, no, I haven't. And she said that, well, I'm sorry to tell you, Mr. Maestas, but we can't recommend that you keep going forward from there. It's just only here for the people who have already started the process. Wow. So I really was just like, you know what? I'm dropping out of college. Yeah. And you know, college is so expensive. Yeah. And I couldn't afford to go to the nearest one, which is in Albuquerque or Delta Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to do to them. Well, it wasn't at do to them. It was at D-de-dem. <laughs> if you guys know, you know, and you're laughing with us. The yeah. community college I was over there and I couldn't afford to live in Albuquerque or to yeah. Delta Turkey. Yeah. I couldn't afford to live there and go to school and all this stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm quitting college and I'm just going to go start work. Yeah. And look at you. You're doing great. You're fantastic. You have a good job. You're successful. You have a wife and a family. Yeah. Congrats. Shout out. Enough of that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we hope you guys have a good school year and just kill it. It's going to be great. I know stuff's going to be weird with masks and stuff like that. But you know. It is what it is. Stay We got to do what we got to do. Stay healthy and... Stay cool. Stay cool. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. <laughs> and for those of you that are not in school, nothing's really changed for us. You know, the working class... <laughs> work year-round. We work year-round. We don't get really days off. Do you know what I mean? We're just hanging in there. So, like, now I don't even care about, like, the seasons changing or anything. I'm like, I don't care. I'm still doing the same shit <laughs> that exactly. I was doing, like, last week. Things get, like, so weird when you're an adult. Like, it does. it's just a routine. You know what I mean? It and does. I'm excited because I'm actually going to be taking off of work next month for my birthday. Ooh, um, where are you going? I don't know. It's either I'm going to Tucson or Tennessee. Tennessee. So, yeah. Why? Oh, you know, just some stuff going oh. on. Oh, But yeah, so I'm really excited about that to have some time off. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It might be living my best life. We'll see. So that's cool. But you just got back from vacation from California. I did. How was that? Uh, It was nice, dude. I saw all your snaps. It looked like you were having a blast. Dude, we were walking down Hollywood Boulevard. And let me tell you, when there's people there, there's like people there. Oh, you know who we saw in Hollywood? (gasps) Can I guess? Do I know them? Like personally? It's a celebrity, actually. A social media celebrity. Uh, Can you give me the first letter of their name? I don't know his name. Oh. I just know him from a very popular video he posted on social media. Do I know him? You might. Oh, you have to. Everybody knows about okay, this. Okay, who is it? Mm, you're going to have to guess. If I don't know, then it's going to be so sad. It rhymes with the nuts. D's nuts? Yeah, saw we saw him, dude. Isn't his name like Melvin? I don't know, but he was like getting loaded on Hollywood Boulevard. What do you mean he's getting loaded? He was like... getting loaded. He was drinking. He was drinking minis. Oh. It was so funny. And then people like kept going up to him and they're like, do the thing, do the thing. And he's all D's nuts. I heard that he like went broke. <laughs> he might have because, and see, my mom 
made a comment because my mom didn't know who it was. And we told my mom, like, this is his video. And this is yeah, like the one that's is, got like millions and millions of views. Yeah, this is D's Nuts. Yeah, it's D's Nuts guy. Like, you know the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was like, and people are just going up to him and taking pictures with him. Yeah. And my mom said that, well, he should charge, you know, like at least like five bucks a picture or something or 10 bucks a video. And I was like, you know what? That'd be like a really good idea for him. Because if he's just walking around, dude, when I say people were walking up to him, people were walking up to him. Did you take him. a picture with him? I couldn't, dude. But my little cousin did. My little cousin did. Move these bitches out of the way and I get know. a picture. Should and we then, charge people for pictures with us? Yes. Okay. 50 cents. Imagine they're just like <laughs> throwing quarters at us. <laughs> and then there was a lot of homeless people in Hollywood. A lot of homeless people. And I heard that like, Hollywood was like the place like to go in like back in the day. I want to say like probably like 60s, 70s, yeah. 80s. Even in the 90s, it wasn't so bad. But like now, yeah, shit show. Yeah. Well, the price of, of living is so high up there that how can you? When I tell you $6 for a gallon of gas. Whoa. $6 was the highest I saw it there. And average, it was. Like 545 or like the lowest I saw was like 498. That's crazy. And I was like, bro, we're, and we complain about our gas prices. Yeah. Well, we're all going to get there. I mean, it's, eventually. It's yeah. Sad. Yeah. So. But other than that, we went to a few beaches and my stepdaughter loved the water. I could not get her out of the water to save my life. Mm-hmm. She was just like a little fish in the water. Like literally, like I think her favorite part was swimming. Yeah. And the whole trip, it was swimming. We took her to, the zoo, we took her to Santa Monica Pier where they have the carnival on the yeah. pier. And when I tell you that she like showed like very to little interest in anything, it was so funny to see like she just wanted to swim. Like she's just like attracted to the water. And when I tell you that I want to live on a beach somewhere, I mean it. Dude, a beach is like, it's so beautiful there. Yeah. My ex sent me a picture the other day of a beachfront property. And he was like, hey, you down to go 50-50? <laughs> and I was like, who's this? <laughs> Anyways. How much was it? Oh, I don't know. Oh. He just sent pictures. Oh. But anyways, okay, we good to go? One more thing. Okay, what's up? So before we left on our vacation, I went to my sister's salon. Shout out to my wife that works there now. I went over there and... What's it called? Give her some promo. Oh, uh, do or die salon. Look them up. Ooh. We're not going to say where, but it rhymes with Destinola. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. If you guys are looking for some great hair, then go ahead and... Or nails. Or nails. Or spray tan. Or spray tan. Or anal bleach. Anal bleaching. Hit them up. <laughs> they do waxing there too. Cool. So... Even if you got to get your downstairs area done. Yeah. They're the place to go. We all got to do it sometimes. So my little brother's fiance started working there and it's not really family oriented business. It was just that they're both cosmetologists and they both wanted to work there. Well, anyway, my little brother's fiance, her, I guess we'll call him stepbrother okay, or something like that, Yeah, had walked in and I looked at him at first and I was like, I feel like I know this kid, but I don't know. You know, like, you know, when you have those like moments of like, I think I know this person, but I'm not sure who they are. Yeah, we like live in a small town, so it's really, it happens all the time. Exactly. And he came up to me and he said that, I love listening to your guys' show so much. It makes my day. I listen to it almost every single day. And I was like, oh, really? Like, I'm a fan of the show. And I was like, shout out. Yeah. 
Shout out to Esteban Baca. Shout out. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Tell yeah. all your friends, tell your family, tell your grandma, tell your mama. Tell everybody. Tell everyone you can. Thank you, man, for coming up and making my day because literally I was having an okay day. And then when he just came up to me and said how much he loved our show, when I tell you that it made my day, it really made my day because I'm like, wow, people are actually listening. I know people were listening, but to just like still get that and hear that, yeah, you know, that people say like, I love your show, especially in person, like you just feel like all warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, because we get like messages all the time, you know, and it's like totally different when someone comes up to you in person and tells you that. And not saying that we don't appreciate the ones that are sending us messages. We really do appreciate every single positive feedback that we're getting from everyone, all the love and support that we're getting. All I'm just trying to say is that it's in a different way when someone comes up to you in person and says that how much that they love your show. Shout out to my boy for, you know, hyping us up. Spread the word, man. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog, tell everyone. Yeah, we appreciate you guys so much. And if you don't like our show, then, you know, go somewhere else. (laughs) Keep listening to the show. (laughs) Yeah, it still counts as a download and our sponsors (laughs) really care about that. (laughs) Which we're working on. We're not talking about that too much. All right, Jeremiah. So today we're going to be talking about the scariest home invasions. Oh, spicy. Super creepy, super sus. I had so much fun doing this research because I like being creeped out and then some of them are kind of funny. So it's like the best of both worlds. It's like totally our vibe. Okay. Yeah. So story number one is about Bridget and Brian O'Neill. Okay. They were a couple who lived in Seattle, Washington. They had went out one night, and when they returned to their residence, it was a mess. Ooh. So kind of like someone had broken, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, stuff was just everywhere. Literally, their house was just torn apart, which is really sad. Wow. You know, like, what would you do if you came home and, like, just your stuff was destroyed? Honestly, my first thought would be, like, a poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah, like a ghost just fucking threw all my shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then I would be like, someone in the closet? I don't know. Call 911. <laughs> someone new? Someone old. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was just a mess in their house. And to be more specific, a full can of paint had been poured onto their toilet. Lotion was all over the doorknobs. 20 soles were torn out of their shoes and their mail had been ripped apart. So literally just the most random shit you could do was done to these people. When they called police and, you know, the cops got there and did a quick look around, they noticed that nothing had been stolen, but they did find a driver's license of a 27-year-old woman. So that's super sus, you know what I mean? Oh, it was a woman. Yeah. But they didn't know, like, is she missing? You know what I mean? Like, there could have been a lot of things happening. Yeah. But they didn't find anything going on or missing. So they just were kind of thinking, hmm, maybe it's something paranormal. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) After the cops didn't find anything, they just took their little police report and they left. There wasn't much they could do at that point. You know, there wasn't proof of anything. So the couple just started cleaning up the mess, and they're moving stuff around, sweeping around, whatever, so on and so forth. And Brian, he lands up bending down to pick up a bracelet that had fallen next to their bed. Mm -hmm. And when he bends down to pick it up, he hears something, 
underneath the bed, along with scratching. No. Brian said, quote, I had only heard wounded animals make that kind of noise before, end quote. So they obviously ran out of their residence again, calling for the (laughs) the police (laughs) for the police to come back. That is when the police found and escorted a 5'7", 90-pound woman out from the condo. What? Apparently, she had been on meth, and she had with her a knife and a needle. The woman was obviously arrested. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So she was on the methody meth. She was on some shitty shit. Well, now she's a shitty person. Yeah, don't go breaking into houses. Don't do meth. Yeah, say no to drugs. Yeah. That's what you should take away from this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this next story I got from Time Magazine. Okay. And it was an article by Ashley Hoffman, so shout out. Shout out. And she had got this story from a Twitter user named Grady Hendrix, who alleges that this story is absolutely true. And I'm including it because it shocked the hell out of me. So anyways, Grady said that when he was a little boy, he always wanted a midnight snack. But, you know, parents sometimes frown upon that. They're like, don't eat after dark, blah, blah, blah. Did you have a midnight snack? Uh, yeah. My parents never really deprived me of eating. (laughs) (laughs) And it shows. (laughs) What was the go-to snack? Hashiro's. Or cereal. Dude, freaking peanut butter and jelly at like two o'clock in the morning. Schmacked. Yeah, or cereal and like Scooby Doo. Courage the Cowardly Dog. Courage? <laughs> Courage. <laughs> Courage the Cowardly Little Dog. I think I had a stroke. Anyways, so this eight or nine year old kid decides just to sneak into the kitchen every so often by being very quiet. And it actually worked out for him Same. for a while. Same. Yeah. So, like, he never woke up his parents. He was absolutely quiet. Well, this one night in particular, the boy creeps down the stairs as per usual. And as he got to the end of the stairs, he hears a clinking noise. Uh-oh. Kind of like a fork hitting the plate. Oh, I was going to say, like, keys clinking. Like, clink, 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 clink. <laughs> no. But anyways, he just thought maybe it was his parents. Okay. You know, maybe they were allowed to have a midnight snack, but he wasn't allowed to. But instead, he sees a stranger eating in his kitchen. What? (laughs) Yeah, because the first thing I'm going to do when I break into somebody's house is like, what food do they got in here? (laughs) Leftover pizzeria. Um, (laughs) Leftover KFC. (laughs) Meanwhile, like all I have in my refrigerator are drinks and like vegetables. They would be so, they would never come back. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, maintaining his composure, he creeps back up the stairs, and then as soon as he gets to the top of the stairs, he runs into his parents' room, okay? Okay. And he explains the situation. He's like, Mom, Dad, there's someone downstairs. So the dad leaps out of bed and down the stairs, but there's no one there. What? There's no one there. He's gone. The guy's gone. So the parents just think maybe their son was seeing things or having a bad dream, sleepwalking, you know, their reasonable explanation. The dad didn't, like, pull out a gun or anything? I don't know. He didn't specify. A but bat. <laughs> Brass knuckles. <laughs> Imagine. Nunchucks. <laughs> Who's down here? <laughs> I 
It's something my dad would have done. Uh, They put the kid back to bed, and eventually the kid's on guard at this point, so he's, like, looking for signs. Well, yeah, he's scared. He's nervous. Yeah. Well, he starts noticing some stuff, okay? Okay. Stuff was being, like, moved around in the kitchen, disturbed when he'd wake up, but again, no one's believing him. After a few months, the kid is just laying in bed one night, and I guess maybe he couldn't sleep or something. You right. know, we all just stare at the ceiling. You stare at the stars. We all know that. Yep. And he looks at the ceiling, and there's this vent right above his bed. Okay. Okay. No. And then he just sees eyes staring <gasps> back at him. So he obviously freaks out and once again goes to his parents' room, and they run into his bedroom, and they check everywhere. Right. But... They don't see anything. You gotta be kidding me, dude. So they just assume, like, the kid is exaggerating. Maybe he's just going through a phase and wants some attention. But a short while later, after this happened, a stench is coming from the boy's room. Okay. And this kind of prompted the parents to call a handyman or, like, an exterminator of some sort. Like man stench? Well, just a bad stench they couldn't figure out. They thought maybe an animal had died in the vent or Oh, like musky. Rotting, I would say. Yeah, so they call, like, I don't know, a handyman, animal control, someone to come take a look for a dead animal. And, well, instead they found a cot in the attic right above where the vent was, and next to it was a deceased man. He died in there. Not only that, they found drawings on the wall of the little boy sleeping. No. Supposedly, the man was never identified and was buried as a John Doe. I wonder if that's like a common name that they use for people who they can't identify. Are you being serious? I honestly don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Are you fucking with me? No. That's a thing. If they can't identify someone, they call him John Doe. Or if it's a woman, they call her Jane Doe. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's this. there was a scary movie. I highly recommend if you can find it. It's not on Netflix anymore, but it was called The Topsy of Jane Doe, and it was terrifying. <laughs> so scary. But yeah, that's a common thing if you guys don't know. Now and, you know. Yeah, if they don't identify someone, John or Jane Doe, depending on the gender. And if they don't have a gender, then they call it Doe. I don't know. <laughs> but, they leave it blank. <laughs> Here lies... Four letter word. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucked up that there's this drawing of a this kid sleeping on the wall. Yeah, dude. That's and just creepy. some dead guy? Yeah. Like I, I wonder what his parents would have like told the little boy. You know, like what did they tell him after yeah. they found out? Who knows? But you can find a whole bunch of YouTube videos of this actually happening. Like, what? they find, like, people have cameras in their houses sometimes. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. I personally wouldn't do that, but whatever. But, yeah, they capture, like, some strangers sneaking in, and they're just chilling in the kitchen. I wonder how that guy died. I don't know. Maybe, like, a heat stroke. Maybe. Obviously, he was fed. I don't know. <laughs> he was eating pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. <laughs> if this was you and your family, would you move from that house? Uh, how rich am I? Hmm... Like, above middle class? No. Not in today's economy. (laughs) (laughs) This gets political. (laughs) No. Don't come for us. No, I think the only... Well, 
I think the only time I would get a new house is one, I was just super rich. Or two, like, there was a bloodbath murder in my house. Then okay. But, like, some guy just dying, like, oh, that's your vault, brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just what about you? What would you have done? Uh, that would be hard, dude. I would probably try to talk to the wife and say that, like, are we going to stay here? Or are we going to, what are we going to do? You know, like, let's uh, sell the house and go somewhere else. I think that's what I would do is sell the house and go somewhere else. So you think you could afford that right now? Like right if something now? happened? No. Yes. Yeah, so that's probably the situation. You know what I mean? I mean, I would want to leave eventually. Yeah. I wouldn't want to like stay there. Yeah. Especially after that smell. Mm-hmm. You would need a good crime scene cleanup to uh, go help and you And then out. a decaying body, no pun intended, just reeks so bad. Yeah. Smells like pulled pork. In the summer heat. Yeah. All right, so our next story happened on June 10th, 1958. Someone entered the home of David Paul in South Vancouver, British Columbia. Ooh. He lived there with his family, and the intruder gained access to the home after David simply opened the door to walk outside. Wow. David was then beaten and shot in the basement. No, did he die? Yes. Oh. No one really knows what exactly happened after this, but we do know that his 11-year-old daughter, Dorothy, was beaten to death in her bed. An 11-year-old? Yes. Oh my god. His wife was not home at the time. Her name was Helen, and obviously she was David's wife, and she arrived at the home after she got off of work where the intruder had then shot her in the face. Oh my god. And then proceeded to beat her dead body. It was the first ever triple homicide in Vancouver, and this case still remains unsolved. Wow. A single bloody handprint was found in the daughter's bedroom. However, it was never linked to the perpetrator. Are you serious? Yeah. So this guy's just out cruising the streets somewhere. He's cruising the streets. But you know what's weird? And I saw this like on the news articles too. But it was the first thing that I thought of was he, whoever the suspect was, it doesn't have to be a man, but the killer had to have known the family well enough to know Helen's coming back. She's going to be home. Like who's just going to wait for someone that they don't even know is going to be there or not? Well, we don't even know what he was even doing or she. or she. We don't know what they were doing prior to the wife coming home. Exactly. So... What if they were going through valuables or something and... I don't think he was... He or she was there waiting for the wife to come home. I think they were... No, I think this person was there for a few hours. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this is what had happened. Okay. And they had waited for the wife to come home. Hmm. So that's what makes me think it must have been someone that knew the family well enough to be like, oh, there's going to be a, another, a third person living in this home. We should be detectives. <laughs> I think you would suck. <laughs> Dude, I have You're all case closed and they're like, <laughs> Jeremiah, nothing is solved. <laughs> You're all, can I take lunch? <laughs> that's me every day. Oh, but yeah, that's super sus. And then no one was caught. That's what scares me. He could even be here. Yeah, all the way from Columbia, British Columbia. British Columbia is in Canada? Don't ask me stupid questions. It is, right? All right. I'm not very good at astrology. <laughs> <laughs>
fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> I'm not really good at astrology. I don't know what. <laughs> Is British Columbia in a Virgo? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of crystal is that? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, God. I meant geography. <laughs> Astronomy. <laughs> My God. <laughs> you just said... <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> now, let me take you to Wagner County in Oklahoma on March 27th, 2017. Zach Peters was 23 years old at the time, and he lived with his parents. Zach was taking a nap at 12.30 in the afternoon, when all of a sudden he hears glass shatter and what sounds like a door slam. He immediately knew what was happening, so he grabbed his dad's AR-15. Heck yeah. Shout out. Shout out. And he waited in the doorway until not one, not two... But three masked intruders confronted him. Zach then said he shot the intruder closest to him and made his way across the room. When he was asked if the suspects tried to hurt him, he said, quote, I didn't give them time to, end quote. He then locked himself in his bedroom and called 911. All three of the intruders died from their injuries. Wow. Jacob Redfern, 17. Max Cook, 19 and 16-year-old Jacob Woodruff. Apparently, they had a getaway driver named Elizabeth Rodriguez, who was 21 years old at the time. Wow. And it was all her plan. She convinced the young men to burglarize the home and to help her pay for her rent. When she heard gunshots, though, she fled the scene immediately. And in Oklahoma, there's a law that says someone can be charged with murder if they contribute to a federal crime at all. In October of 2018, Rodriguez pleaded guilty to three second-degree murder charges and was sentenced to 45 years in prison. Dumb bitch. I know everyone wants to know what happened to Zach Peters, right? The 23-year-old who shot all these guys? Come on, it wasn't his fault, though. He was not charged with any crime. He, quote, acted in accordance with his rights of an Oklahoma citizen. Yeah! Um, And that was a quote from the local DA's office in accordance to the Stand Your Ground laws. Nancy Grace, in an interview with ABC News, said the Stand Your Ground laws in Oklahoma is often referred to the Make My Day law. I love that. I know. That's why I was like, I have to include that because it sounds so fucking badass. Like, come into my house, make my fucking day. Wow. Wow. Good for the 23-year-old, you know, for protecting his home. Yeah, with an AR-15, dude. Well, I feel bad for, like, the kids in a way that died. I mean, yes, they probably had, like, the free will to do it. I think that Elizabeth told them that she was going to, like, pay them something if they did it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, that's just so messed up because once she heard a gunshot, she was like, I'm out. She left them there to die. You know what I mean? And they were literally doing it for her. And they were all young and dumb. Young, dumb, young, young, and broke. That's not even how it goes. Young, dumb, young, dumb, dumb, and broke. Shout out. Story Frank of our Ocean. lives. Wait, who is it? Oh, <laughs> what's his name? Oh, shit. Kalik. Khalid. 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 You were going to say DJ Khalid, huh? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> okay. So our last story is coming from Jackson County, Georgia. 
This is probably one of my favorite stories of all time. Okay. Okay. And this happened on February 12th, 2019. Okay. A 79-year-old woman named Gwendolyn Agard called 911 saying someone was trying to get into the back door. She was in her kitchen as the intruder began breaking through the glass. As she's still on the phone with the dispatcher, she yells, quote, Okay, come on. I got something for you. End quote. Oh, my God. (laughs) How old is she? 79. Hell yeah. Before the intruder could gain access to her home, she fired a warning shot from her 38. (laughs) (laughs) But that did not scare him away. He then went to another door and broke in, apparently getting in from a window on the second floor. So she yelled from the first floor saying, quote, I'm waiting on you. Come on. When you get down those stairs, I'm going to blow your damn brains out. End quote. (laughs) (laughs) Since the 38 didn't scare him off, she grabbed her 45 revolver. Oh, my God. Shout out, Gwen. How many guns does this lady have? When the man started making his way downstairs, she fired another warning shot. The man then said, quote, bitch, are you trying to kill me? End quote. (laughs) I wish I was there just to like witness this conversation. I wish I had the rights to the audio because it's so freaking funny. She then said, quote, oh, you finally got the message. End quote. (laughs) She said it just like that, too. Oh, my God. She also said, quote, you come any further and you're a dead son of a bitch. End quote. <laughs> 79 year old woman. The man then retreated and hid in a closet until cops arrived, where he was arrested. Miss Gwen ended a news interview with Eleven Live, which is like the local news. Yeah. Saying, quote, I didn't know what his intentions was, but I know what mine was. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out fucking Gwen. She's a bad bitch. 79 years old. Dude. Killing. I'm not going to say the word. Come on. I got something from you. Like, you have to be fucking crazy. She's gangster. She's amazing, dude. And her interview was hilarious. Like, if you guys have YouTube, just type in her name. Gwen Agard, um, Georgia. And Oh, man. I was cracking up after a bad day, dude. Wow. Shout out, Gwen. Shout out, Gwen. I strive to be that strong of a woman someday. You're 79 years old. Yeah, dude. And she was like, in the 911 call, you could hear that she was like kind of scared. And she was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. But then she's like, come on, motherfucker. (laughs) She's like, Lord, give me the strength right now to go kill this man. Yeah, so I love that story. I know it's a little not scary, but it's a crime. Yeah, it's a crime. And then he, like, retreated like a little bitch, thank God, and went into the closet like no one was going to find him. (laughs) He picked the wrong house. I know. Especially because she was trying to warn him. Like, that's a brave guy. You know what I mean? I mean, it's already, like, a thing to have guns. But for a 79-year-old to have guns... And use them like a total boss. Yeah, dude. It's just amazing. So inspiring. I want to be her when I grow up. Similar to that, I had a intruder come into my backyard. You know, I think he was a homeless man. Okay. And uh, he broke into my backyard and he was feeding the dog that I had at the time trash. Like playing with him and all this what? stuff. Like my neighbors were telling me that like, yeah, he was playing with your dog and all this stuff. 
they're pissed off when I get home and tell my dog, like, what the heck's wrong with you? Like, if there's an intruder, like, you... Don't play with him. Yeah, you, like, <laughs> bite him. Like, get him out of here. Like, that's what you're here for. Yeah. He's just there all lollygagging. Okay, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he was not a violent dog at all. He was mm-hmm. just, like... I'm pretty sure, like, if I'm dying, like, I'm getting stabbed to death by somebody. Yeah. He's just going to be looking at them, like, tree? <laughs> Can he die yet so I can eat him? Like, <laughs> yeah. Can I eat him yet? <laughs> what did he steal or what happened after that? He didn't steal anything. He didn't break any windows, nothing. He just left. Really? Yeah. He's like, dang, this dog is too nice. Yeah. Stole your dog, imagine. I know. Ooh, story of my life. But if somebody broke into the house, I don't know what I would do. I think I would like just like see black. Do you have any guns if that happens? Yes, I do. But still to the point where like, you know, I'll do whatever I have to do to protect my family. Right. But, um, of course, like, I don't want to, like, use them with newborn soon to be coming into the picture and my stepdaughter now and yeah. freak them out and stuff. So, like, I want to get, like, one of those silencers for the gun. Yeah. And just, like, shoot them, like, quietly, like. <laughs> Dude, that was good. <laughs> I know. It sounded like a dart. <laughs> you have to admit, That's that was awesome. That was really good. Just get, like, a. I know, well, you know, in my house, anyways, we have. Like a handgun in the nightstand. You know what I mean? So that's like quick and easy. But I've always heard, which we also have, is uh, shotguns. Because as soon as a motherfucker hears, they're going to fucking freak out and like run. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I would need to hear to fucking book my ass out of there. (laughs) You know? And that's the thing. Like, if people are willing to come into your house... Not knowing if you're home, not knowing who the fuck is in there, mm-hmm. they're clearly not in the right state of mind, and you need to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've I've had numerous situations where I've like had to get the gun and make sure the perimeter was safe. Wow! So always be ready to go. And in fact, Jeremiah is going to read us a few tips on how to handle a home invasion. So I actually found a couple on military.com. And the first one that I found is you need to develop a code word that will tell your entire family that it is time to spring into action. You don't need to make up some kind of secret code. The word escape works very well and is simple and straight to the point. Forget about red wolf and use something simple. I think you banana, but <laughs> banana, banana. <laughs> the scariest word of all. Get them all. Everything, everything we got. <laughs> Okay, my second one that I have for you is designate a safe room in your home where everyone can go to at the same time. This room should be stocked with several specific items that will help you survive the upcoming fight. The list of items isn't that long, but the list is outside the scope of this article. The one thing that you must have in this room is a phone that can be used to call the police. So that's another good tip. Yeah. And guys, you can find that list on military.com. I just typed in how to prepare for home invasion tips. All right, the fourth one that I have for you is develop a fatal funnel. If you are using a gun for home defense, position yourself in a corner of the safe room that is on the opposite side of the door. This will give you the maximum amount of time to decide if you're going to shoot because you'll be the last thing the intruder sees when they burst through the door. In this instance, you have the advantage because they will have to make an assessment of the room before they make a move. You only have to decide if you're going to shoot or not. You will know that it's either the police coming to your rescue or the bad guys coming to harm you. Just make sure you don't shoot the police. That's, That's a good, good tip. Yeah. That's a good tip. <laughs> don't want to shoot no popo. I know. You know, we're not trying to spend years and years in prison. 
The last one that I have for you is stay in the safe room until the police arrive, no matter how long it takes. Even if you are pretty sure the home invasion is finished and the intruders have left, do not leave the safe room. You can't be sure that the attackers aren't lying in wait to take your family by force to hold as hostages or cause harm. Stay in the room until the police have cleared the house and tell you to come out before you decide the home invasion is over. Wow, those are some really good tips. I actually really like the whole a designated room. I feel like that's really smart. And you just have a bunch of fucking guns in there. Yeah. And you're like, come on, motherfucker. Like when? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I liked the tip of like where you position yourself in the corner. Like, let's say this was our safe room. And I positioned myself in that corner there adjacent from the door. That yeah. way when the door swings open, like, of course, like the bad guy has to assess the room. I just have to whether decide if I'm going to shoot him or not. Yeah. And I'm like right there. That's a good tip. So just keep your guys' household safe with those tips and tricks. Make sure that you are locking your doors. Even close your gates. Richard Ramirez oftentimes would not go for homes that they looked hard to break into. Israel Keys, if they had dogs or gates too, he was like not interested. Whatever's easiest for them to break into is what they're going to break into. Yeah. So make it harder on them, mm-hmm. you know? And I need to do that more because it's scary. Even if you have dogs, if you have whatever, there's always a possibility that it could be you. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So we have some, you have something to say. Yeah, dude. Okay. It's news for our listeners. Me and you have been talking about this for a very long time, but we Ooh, are now what? in the midst of creating our very own Patreon. Surprise. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So. What it is, is that we're going to have exclusive content on there where you guys get to hear it and seen it. We're going back and forth on ideas right now, but we wanted to bring it up right now because we wanted to ask you guys for our Patreon side of the podcast. We want to know what you guys want us to talk about. It doesn't have to be about crime. It doesn't have to be about paranormal, just random topics, like just start shooting us ideas. We're starting to brainstorm a little bit, but check it out. It's going to be coming out to you pretty soon. Keep an eye on our Instagram and our Twitter accounts and our Facebook accounts just to make sure you know that you don't miss anything because once it goes live, we want you there. We want you there and we would appreciate all the support in the world. It's only going to be a few dollars a month. We want it to be affordable, but exciting. And we can even have like guest phone calls where we have one of you guys on the show just, you know, bullshitting with us. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, exclusive Q&As. Maybe we'll even do eventually like video podcasts or just live streams. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be really fun, really exciting stuff. And we got to get some beanbags in here. Yeah. We're going to have to do some cool stuff. And we just hope you guys join us on that little adventure that we're going to be going on eventually. We'll keep you guys posted as far as that goes on our socials. But anyways, thanks so much for listening, guys. What's it time for now, Jeremiah? It is time for the missing person of the week. And this week we have Nathan A. V. Hill. He was last seen at around 1130 a.m. July 1st, 2021 in the Española area. He is a Hispanic male, 5'11", weighing 235 pounds with brown eyes and black hair. He was last seen wearing a white t-shirt and shorts. He has a tattoo of his daughter on his left arm and tattoos of his mother and grandmother on his right arm. He also has various other tattoos throughout his body. Anyone who knows the whereabouts of Nathan is urged to contact New Mexico State Police in Española at 575-758-2000. 
1-800-273-8878. Or you can also contact the New Mexico Department of Public Safety Missing Person Hotline at 1-800-457-3463. And we'll be posting a picture of him on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. That's it for today, guys. We really hope that you enjoyed this week's episode and that you do your best to be observant and look around for Nathan. He's missing from our community and our community is really worried about him. So be sure to be on the lookout and call the proper authorities. This is why we started doing the missing person to begin with so we could help people closest to us. That's it for today, guys. I'm your host, Marissa. And I'm your co-host, Jeremiah. And remember to always look behind you. You never know what's lurking in the shadows. 